Good evening. I'm here. Uh, it's the Baron. Uh, it's been a while, but I'm here with the uh, Baroness. Hello. And uh, <laughs> we're doing something a little special because I've been so busy. We're pulling some, a nice bottle from the cellar, and now that I'm putting the the corkscrew in, I'm wondering if I should have gotten my my prong one. Oh, uh, the, cor- the special cor- corkscrew. Yeah, the yeah. cork's a little soft. You know, those are those are really key to get when you pull out older wines. But I think I've finessed this one, Paige. Oh. Okay. Barely. <laughs> As I say that, and then the cork cracks. Cracks. In the um, right. So you know, sometimes you need to just. There we go. I said, uh, no, not quite. I should have. I, I spoke too soon. Which <laughs> oh, is, oh, oh, oh. Right. I spoke too soon, which is which is really a, a bad thing to do. Um, but yeah, if you open an older bottle, the corks are sometimes kind of soft, and so if you don't have a corkscrew that has little prongs to kind of put in and pull out any random pieces of cork. Often the cork will break and... This is going to be a fun one, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's going to... I think on air you're going to have me screw it up. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yep, I screwed it up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well. (laughs) Yep, there you go. Well, lesson learned, right? Don't podcast when you're opening the bottle of wine. Yep. Or pull out the uh, the older the older uh, style corkscrew for uh, for your wine, which uh, which honestly every everybody who has uh, a cellar should really have on hand. So when you don't have that, then you what you do is you pull out a strainer and you pour your wine through the strainer, so you don't pour any cork. Into your wine wine. glass. So what is this older wine that we're tasting, So we're pulling up a bottle from our cellar that we bought when we were on our honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is from Elise Vineyards. It's their 2006 uh, Ceci Bon, which is a uh, Rhone grape blend, primarily Grenache, about 50% Grenache. Um, And... uh, it's it's the it's it's really a, an old style blend in that it's all Rhone grape varietals. There's um, I think six different varietals. There's it's about fifty percent Grenache and then some Uvedra and then some Syrah and then some Cisso and then some uh, Corian and then so a little bit like I think one percent maybe two percent of Viognier, um, and they uh, they you know people listening might go 2006 oh you guys have been married going on 10 years and and, and uh, that's not quite right because uh, they age it for 22 months mm-hmm. um in uh french uh in french oak about 20 percent new um and larger french oak barrels um they uh they do it in what are called um oh i'm trying to remember the the, the word it's with a p but they're 500 liter liter barrels which are a little more than two times the size of what most people think of barrels because mm-hmm. most people when they think of barrels think of american whiskey barrels right which are normally around 180 ish to 200 liters mm-hmm. so you were looking at about 500 liters for these um and uh and so there's not quite as much oak on it uh, that most then most people for most people think twenty two months that's a lot of oak yeah. going on the wine, but because it's these larger scale barrels and because it's also tw- only twenty percent new, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to have a ton of oak on it. But um, so I poured that wine now, mm-hmm. and um, it's a it's I'll be honest with you it's like about uh, you know we're looking at it was released in May of two thousand nine. 
So, and we bought it in November of 2010. And uh, mm. I'm noticing it is really kind of deep, dark, ruddy red. It, you know, I wouldn't say it's brown, no. but it definitely has some of those t- those tiny brown colors at the edges. Mm-hmm. So we are probably drinking this near the end. Uh, not the end, but we're drinking it either at its peak or maybe just slightly after. Um, mm, it still has a lovely nose. It still has a fabulous <laughs> nose. What do yeah. you smell, Paige? I smell some leather, some tobacco. Um, uh, dark, like plummy. I blackberry some, fruit. I smell some florals, too. I can see some florals. And actually, like, you're gonna. This sounds really weird for red wine. I smell like tangerine zest. Huh. But I smell everything you're talking about too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not yeah. like what you are smelling, and then I'm smelling something mm-hmm. completely different. I'm smelling everything you said. Plus, I can see the tangerine. Yeah. yeah it right. Has that sort of like bright acidic. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's I just which mm-hmm. which I just found finds really unique here. Mm-hmm. Um. Can I taste it? Now? Yeah, taste away while I sniff again. Mm. Yeah, definitely some herbs and florals on the nose. Now I'm sipping. I do not think it's past its peak. <laughs> I think it's probably at the end of its peak, maybe, but. Mm, that's lovely. And it's still really big. Yeah, it's um it's definitely not on its downside. No. But I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No. Uh, so we did a good thing by. Do we have another bottle or? Nope. Out? This is the last one. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I think we only had bought one bottle of this when we were there. Our yeah. rule, uh, <laughs> or at least my rule that Paige has um, adopted, is when we travel to places like vineyards or countries like Scotland, and we're buying stuff to bring home, we really only buy stuff that we can't get back at home. Even if it's like a good price, uh, you know, it's better to buy stuff that you just have no chance in hell of mm-hmm. getting back home that you like versus, gosh, I wish we'd bought that or we had that there, etc. Whereas if you really, really like something, okay, what, you know, if you pay 10 bucks more at home than you would have while you're there, you know, you can still recreate the experience, but you right. can't recreate the experience if it's something you could only buy yeah. at the vineyard or only buy at the distillery. Um yeah, I mean, this is really got amazing plum flavors mm-hmm. on the palate. Um, but it's so smooth. It's very it's smooth. Time, but it's still a big, a the, big wine. The tannins have settled down remarkably. I rem- actually remember when we tasted this, and, and, and I say, I remember I said to you something along the lines of, um, this this has a lot of tannins that are going to, that, that, that balance out the fruit out. and are going to huh. settle out. I don't um, remember that, but I don't think my palate was as developed, and it was our honeymoon. I was kind of just like, you know, moony-eyed over you the whole time. So. Wow, that is so sweet. <laughs> it also has red raspberry on it. I'm getting that well, I get as that I... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it's lots of dark fruit on the nose, but I feel like it's more red. Brighter fruit, fruit on the palate, yeah. yeah. On the palate, yeah. It's got good acidity, and there's still tannin there, don't get me wrong. There's still a little bit of light gentle earthiness maybe mm-hmm. mushroominess tannins that come yeah. on the mid and uh mid palate in the finish mm-hmm. but not um this is not a very grippy wine uh which is which is wonderful uh because all you're really getting is all of those different fruit flavors i, I actually the longer i'm tasting this in the finish which is 
long which finish. is really a nice long finish nice. and and sessibon means um it's so, it's good. so good right yeah, I would agree. so good and i think they've done a good job elise very very well named yep. wine um and this is actually from uh the sierra foothills that's where the vineyards are um so it's not normally where you think of uh of uh getting your wine from this i mean this is i find this is like really just one of those unique blended wines that unless you unless you are drinking french wines mm -hmm. from rome mm -hmm. where these grapes come from that where they blend you don't normally get a lot of this type of complex structure on a a he not a heavy body but a medium heavy bodied wine mm -hmm. um you know it's it's really really good I think that's probably comes because the Grenache is the biggest grape yeah as opposed to something like the Syrah um, that might Over, make yeah. it overly jammy or overly fruity mm -hmm. um, yeah this is just a fabulous wine I think uh, I think the lessons here are two threefold one is when you open the older bottle just start with the prong the prong wine opener don't don't get out the corkscrew Lesson learned by the Baron. Uh, the <laughs> second, uh, the second lesson is it's always better to uh, drink that last bottle of wine a day too early, uh, uh, a year or two early than a day too late. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the third lesson here is that uh, you should always buy things that you can't buy in the store when you visit the vineyard or the distillery. Agreed. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. And. Uh, we look forward to our next time. Time for dinner. Yep. Oh, cheers. Cheers.